Hello, and welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast, conversations about impact, where entrepreneurs and leaders share how they have impact, the sweet moments, and the challenges. I'm your host, Ursula York. I help entrepreneurs grow successful businesses that make a difference in the world. Impact is more than mission, more than purpose, even more than your why. Impact is where your unique self and business meet the world and contribute to making it better for all of us. These stories are here to inspire and energize you so you can have your own unique impact. Today's guest on the podcast is Tanya Geisler. Tanya is a certified leadership coach, TEDx women speaker, and writer who teaches leaders how to combat their imposter complex and lead with impeccable impact so they can achieve their ultimate goals. Before we get started, I'm excited to share an opportunity with you, the $1,000 marketing plan. Would it be a relief to bring in enough clients to make your big vision possible and not feel icky about your marketing? For just $1,000, you'll receive a customized plan for your business that focuses on your impact and clearly maps out your next steps for marketing your most valuable offering. Be in alignment with what you value and the change you want to make in the world. Go to the $1,000marketingplan.com for more information. Click on any button to get started. Don't forget the whole name, the 1000indigitsmarketingplan.com. Click on any button to get your customized marketing plan underway. The link is also in the show notes. Before we begin, this podcast conversation is between adults and contains a little adult language. So if you have little ones near you, you might want to use your headphones. Welcome to the podcast, Tanya. I'm so delighted to have this conversation with you. As am I, Ursula. Thank you so much for the invitation. So I really wanted to do this with you because of, of all the people I know, and uh, you've been you've been such a special part of my my business and my life for the past few years as a mentor. It's been so amazing to see you melding heart and head and soul into impact. And I really want to get into a conversation about how to do that. Cause I think many of us are operating from one place or another and, mm. and that has implications and uh, I'd really love to explore that with you. So, um, so we'll start with, you know, kind of what does impact even mean to you? Because it's such a, a word that's gets thrown around a lot now. And uh, I'd love to hear what, how you think about it. Well, how long do we have? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's like, really, this how long is a piece of string kind of response? But I'm just going to tell you straight up because, uh, you know, this, this is how we roll. Even as you said, you know, you're somebody who talk, thinks about or talks about or, you know, views impact through the lens of heart, head, and soul. Even that, I was like, oh, do I? So interesting, right? So that's so. So <laughs> thank you for that. Um, thank you for that gift because that really does have me thinking about it already in a slightly different way. Um, and you know, when I think about impact, I think about having a strong effect um, on somebody, right, or or in something. So impacting. You know, we were talking about just before we were talking about the, the impact of COVID on mental health. Um, mm -hmm. So there's cause and there's effect and there's, you know, what's, what's that impact. Um, and so 
that, you know, at, at its most basic, I think is, you know, what I'm thinking about when I'm talking about impact um, for myself, you know, sort of full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really the beginning of the conversation. Of course, right? That's what you said at the front yeah. end. Um, and then there's, you know, but then there's, and then there's what I talk about, which is the impeccable impact. And, um, and I feel like as I dance around with this, I really realize it's that impeccability that is probably the fusion of the heart and the head and the soul that you're speaking into. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that about you because I, I certainly know that you talk about impeccable impact. So, so what is that? How's, how does that look? Impeccable impact as opposed to just impact. <laughs> just impact. Just impact. Yeah. Well, even to sort of back up a, a hot second a bit more, my work is really about helping people to overcome the imposter complex. So if we, so I have to start with like, what is the kind of impeccable impact you want to create? Because that there will get me to the nub of where their imposter complex is showing up. Hmm. Because so much of impact is extrinsic, right? Um, and how Meaning do we... it shows up in outside of you? Per- is that what precisely you Precisely right. Yeah, yeah, precisely right. So, like, it's going to show up in. Um, how, like, I won't know if I've had an impact on somebody unless they've told me so, mm-hmm. um, or unless you know. I'm sure, I'm sure you, you, you think wide and deeply about this. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this as well. Uh, so for me, impeccable, impeccable impact is sort of like, what does that look like regardless of what the outcome is? What does, like, how, how do you want to show up in alignment? You know, what's the purpose? What's the meaning underneath what you are here to influence? Mm. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that there's depth to it. I mean, you're looking at it in multiple layers and, and I, as I do, I mean, I look mm-hmm. at impact in that way. I, I think about impact as uh, really love and action in a mm-hmm. way, which kind of the word itself can have some connotations for people, but the, that love and impact for me means how are you uh, becoming someone mm-hmm. who is uh, the most yourself, fully yourself. And at the same time, how are you taking that and contributing something? How yeah. are you um, helping other people? How are you uh, creating a more livable world in some <laughs> way? So it's that it's that kind of back and forth between you yeah. and, and the outside world for me. So, yeah. and I know a lot of heart-based people have said to me, Ooh, impact, especially when I first started talking about it, which was before it sort of became so mainstream, but it was more like, Oh, I, uh, that doesn't feel good. Like feels like a, you're striking something yeah. or um, yeah. So it's kind of interesting the the play of the word. Um, I mean, impeccable impact sounds so much more, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I, f- I just sat up straighter when I said that. So, <laughs> well, that's my that's the journal prompt that I offer to myself. I'll say every morning, but that would be a big fat lie. So let's just say many mornings. Um, <laughs> you know, what does it look like for me today? What kind? You know, so ha- so what does that mean? How do I want to show up in this conversation with my friend Ursula? 
right? Like, how do I want to show up impeccably? That means I'm going to be prepared. It means I'm going to be connected to my bigger why. It means I'm going to, you know, show up as, as authentically as I possibly can. Um, and so it does have me sitting up a lot straighter. Um, I'm very precise when I use impeccability versus perfectionism. Per- perfect, because that is a moving target that we will never, ever, ever get to. Um, but I also think, too, that... I think that it's funny when you said that people were like, oh, I think that people are like, oh, when it comes to impact, because it's sort of, it has become this um, switcheroo word with income, I think. Um, And so, you know, and so I, and I know you do as well. I'm distinct when I talk about, you know, finding a way to navigate the imposter complex is going to have bearing on your impact. It's going to help you create impeccable impact. And it's also going to help you create greater income. Two separate, entirely, entirely, entirely different ideas for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think though that it's been a bit of a marketing ease catch-all um, impact yeah. really has like, sort of encompassed that because it, income is something that is quantifiable. So back to you know, impact being something that is extrinsic, um, you know, ha- like, how do we know, right? Like, how do we know if we're creating impact? Oh, it's going to show up on our yeah. bank account. It's going to show up on our followers. It's going to show up on our numbers. Um, so when we're not getting those numbers or the income or, 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 then we think, oh, I'm not having, I'm not creating impact, mm. which is where the imposter complex can show up. Yeah. Well, and it's so much more complicated than that. I mean, it's, it's a lot like marketing in the sense that, Yes, you can do all these markety things, yep. and um, you know, gurus or experts will tell you, yes, if you do this, it'll work. Mm-hmm. But you, it's very infrequently that you can draw a straight line between I did this and I got this income right. um, as a result. It's more of a building on and ripple effect, and yeah. you know, greater visibility and all those things that go into it. So. Um, and it takes time. And yeah. as you said it exactly like that, with like the gurus and like showing you this is the way it is. But I think that's really appealing to the head quotient, yeah. right? Like, do this and this will follow. Leaving yeah. out the heart and the soul is a big mistake. Yeah. We'll talk more, talk more about that. Can I tell you just something really like the something that just keeps popping for me? Um, yeah. That I uh I think maybe I've shared this with you before. And I just feel this like this tiny pull. Um, I had an extraordinary, I had, I was gifted with having a really great um, pair. I had great parents who were very um, encouraging and, and very reflective and tough, also very tough. But um, my mom gifted me with now what I understand to be it was definitely intended as a blessing, but it, it was a bit of a curse as well. <laughs> Bless her and her, you know, well intentions. And it's gonna it's gonna have a very strange translation given literally how the world is burning right now. Um but she would say to me, you know, Tanya, you are going to set the world on fire. Mm. Whew, right? Wow. Like just what a like just like what a fierce um that's scarce love, right? She just like that's that's kind of a given. Um, wow, but, and and wow, the expectations behind right. that is because it's your parent. Right. If it was somebody on the street, it would be oh wow, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, and it's like, am I doing it now? Am I doing it now? What does that look like? <laughs> right? So I feel am I doing like, it good enough? Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, exactly. Am I using it for good? Mm. Um, you know, so that's <laughs> so you can see the blessing and the curse and that the intention, of course, was to be nothing but blessing. Um, but that's why I f- sometimes I think the same way about impact. Am I doing it now? Am I doing it now? Am I doing it now? Um, you know, like, does the person on that podcast that you listen to, will they ever know what, how they shifted something so fundamental in you? Um, I listened to a podcast this weekend, the Man Enough podcast. Alok was the um, guest and they were talking about compassion. And I mean, it was an extraordinary episode. Um, And I, I, I thought about this afterwards. So I had my husband listen to it. Um, and it just really quite a powerful episode. And I wonder, you know, will they ever know, you know, what has fundamentally shifted in my DNA as I understand gender in a different way now? Wow. Um, will they ever see the impact of that? Right? Like yeah. I tweeted yeah. about it. No, I started. I shared it to my Instagram stories. <laughs> but <laughs> is that measurable impact? Of course not. So it's just this kind of, you know, how do how do we know if it's happening? How do we know for having the impact? How do we know for setting the world on fire or even just, you know, shifting somebody's perspective on something? Yeah. Well, and you and I both, we've talked about this before, this experience of out of the blue, someone will say, oh, I listened to that interview that you did and it completely changed my perspective. And, and it's, it's a little startling because you you know, you as entrepreneurs and as online entrepreneurs, we're constantly producing content. We're putting stuff out into the world. Sometimes it feels a bit like shouting into the void. Mm-hmm. And to hear that from someone is a little surprising, maybe. And yet you have to to continue doing it. You have to trust that it somehow is contributing mm-hmm. um, until you you know change your perspective on that. Yeah. And I'll say this though, for, for as you know, as I say all the time, I'm not a marketing coach. In fact, you know, even like, <laughs> I'm not a marketing coach. Uh, and of course, this is where marketing will show up. It's the distinction between, um, you know, the impact upon impact gets very meta, right? But we yeah. know that you can walk into a crowded restaurant and shout your order and no one will hear it. Or you can just like speak right into that drive through order and it's, you know, like that, like, or over the phone, you know, one person or, or speak to your server, right? So this is, that's not the best analogy I could have come up with to be certain, but um, the way, you know, good marketers will make sure that we are having our message be not shouting something into the void and rather being really specific and mindful about, you know, where that conversation needs to be happening how uh with whom you know and for what yeah well it gets me thinking along the lines of okay so if you want to have impact you have to be measuring it you have to have metrics for impact and does that then take you into this really heady space it always does for me um but then how do you keep some heart in it if you're tracking metrics of your of your impact? Yeah, precisely, which I think is what this is what I mean. I think that this is the people run away from the idea of impact because it sounds like it has to be this very um, formulaic kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I would say that I don't think that it does. I, I don't I don't think it does at all. I think that you can have. Um, so I can only speak for myself, of course, is, you know, I'm, I'm 
running a business that is governed by numbers to a degree and what I write or produce creatively at my best is intended to connect to, you know, to hearts, to ideas, to minds that want to shift that, you know, to my, to my right people. And the impact of that, it's a bit of a great mystery. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And, and, and that makes me think of, you know, so many things like this, there's a magical element. And I use that word intentionally. I know it's going to have some people rolling their eyes, but I think there really is a, an ineffable element to yeah. the impact that you have. It's, it's out of you as a unique individual with your own unique experiences mm-hmm. and responses. And um, there's a, a magical component to it that I think if you mess with it too much or try to constrain it into some kind of, you know, measurable box, it's, uh, it, it really does your impact a disservice. Yeah. I, I, I'll say too, I think, I think it's all of it. Right. So I think that, I think it's just a mistake to, and again, I think if income and income impact have been used interchangeably, then income is just one data point. Yeah. It's a very important data point for yeah. business owners to be certain, but it's just one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really looking at like, what all the data points are and those data points can be, you know, uh, quali- 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 qualifiable, is that what we say? Uh, as much as quantifiable <laughs> and those moments where it's like, yeah, that really, that thing that you said five years ago, it has stuck with me ever since. Great. Yeah. So I'll keep saying those things, but I don't, I, and I don't know that it is this or that, which is why I really appreciate the fusion of you know the heart and the soul and the and the head um you know followers are a data point uh fans are a data point you know like gosh just hear the air quotes and all of that or that's the reason we get so hung up when we quote unquote lose subscribers right so Mm -hmm. these are because we're looking at we are looking at our impact as these um individual metrics (laughs) rather than the whole (laughs) of it um and we're prioritizing you know, the urgency of the income, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, to be certain, there's a bit of, I guess you could talk about growth mindset, scarcity mindset, and it's also just the straight up reality. Running a business, income needs to come. Yeah. And a business is not a business unless you're making not not just income, but a profit. Ding, ding, ding. So you've got to be tracking that in some way. So, yeah, I think it just, as you said, it gets really narrow when you're focusing on one metric, Mm -hmm. even one metric at a time, Mm -hmm. it, it starts to narrow it down. And, and then in fact, the data indicate that your income does go up. If you focus on, if your focus is on impact rather than on uh, the income aspect and um, solely. So it's uh, kind of, it flies in the face of (laughs) the course of capitalism over the last hundred years, which is very um, heartwarming to me, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's encouraging as well. Cause I, it gives businesses, uh, if people need permission it give people permission to pursue what their impact uh, could be yeah. while still keeping an eye on the, on the things that need to happen in order to keep a business mm-hmm. running. So I, I think we can be so impatient as well. I'm, I'm bumped up against this uh, a few times, especially recently. And, and I see it in myself. I see it in others of, I want it and I want it now. And it's, it's not just a, 
I mean, it sounds really childish when I say it that way, but I think culturally we're kind of in that zone too. And even with big issues like racism and, um, you know, gender equality and, and uh, dealing with all of that, we kind of, we want to know that what we're doing now is fixing it now. And therefore we're going to kind of get a, a quick response and then we can move on to the next thing. So uh, do you find that too? Is that your yeah, and I mean, you know, this is not my uh, this is this is not my brilliance, but that's white supremacy culture characteristic through and through, right? That sense mm-hmm. of urgency is is, I think, item number two on 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 the big list, mm-hmm. <laughs> followed shortly by uh, following um, perfectionism. So that sense of urgency is is like that. That's just how we roll. That's the that is the expectation that we have been. Um, that has been cultivated and that we are uh, complicit in. I mean, this, this, I honestly think this is the reason we're having so many conversations about boundaries, not to introduce a new topic, but I guess I'll introduce that as well. Right. The reason we're talking about boundaries is simply because the expectations around urgency have just ratcheted up by this extraordinary um, amount, I feel. And so Mm. it's just, kind of getting caught up to all right like what's actually urgent um yeah so all that to say you're in great company um (laughs) this is this is what we've been this is what we've been conditioned um you know it's shocking to me that I'm having going to be having a conversation with you know uh, somebody who was pretty rude to be honest with my with my team because they didn't get a response within you know five hours on Sunday oh my gosh right Wow. Yeah. No, no. There are very few imposter complex life, (laughs) like life emergencies that are happening at three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon (laughs) in a beautiful August day. I would say that's, I would have to agree. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, it's so infused and we're, we're, we have that built-in expectation and just the, uh, and I, I think the pandemic has, in some ways it has alleviated it and yep. in some ways it's heightened it. Yep. So I think the heightening is maybe I'm, I'm just uh, speculating from my own point of view, but uh, in terms of I've missed out on so much, I just want to really make some things happen for me and my family and my, you know, people I love. And then on the other hand, there's um, a recognition because of the the requirement that we had to really step back and, not do nearly as much and consider what really is important. We'll get back to the interview in just a moment. First, I want to share an offer with you, the $1,000 marketing plan. If your body tightens up just thinking about marketing, or if you're not sure what to do next to bring in a steady stream of business, then consider the $1,000 marketing plan. This plan, customized for your business, will center your marketing around the most important thing for your business, your impact. For an investment of $1,000, you'll have a plan that clearly maps out what to do for the next 6 to 12 months to market your best offering and bring in the income you want. Be in alignment with what you value and the change you want to make in the world. Go to the1000marketingplan.com and don't forget the whole name, the 1000 digits marketingplan.com. For more information, click on any button to get started. The link is also in the show notes. 
It's so, you know, I think that there are going to be books written about this very tender place that you're speaking about right now, because really it has stripped back into the essential. And yet it's also, you know, paradoxically increased our need for control, right? So I feel like, um, and, you know, I'm super happy to talk about what's in my lane and what's not in my lane. So I don't typically, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't talk about trauma, but I think that, you know, what I understand that control is a trauma response, which certain, like certainly makes sense in the context of where we are right now Mm -hmm. during the collective trauma that we're experiencing. So, you know, what can I control is I want an answer 3 p.m on a beautiful August afternoon. Like that is like, I, I, that is my, that is my right. I can control that. Or I think yeah. that I should be able to control that. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, you know, so just infusing that with lots of care and, and compassion too, as we recognize that everybody's inside of an experience and yes, collectively we understand the magnitude of, but it's like to be inside of a world that is, you know, the, the three, the three biggest things can, can happen in a culture. We've got environmental you know, calamities happening, social calamities happening and biological, mm-hmm. the pandemic. So we literally the world is on fire. So, so it's like, okay, well, what can I control? I can control what's happening for dinner tonight, or I can control this, or I can control, you know. So I think that that's also ratcheted up some urgency and, and yeah. also just like really banal things. Like I know that, you know, more than ever, when some like people are at their desk, so they should be responding to me. Um, so I think that that's happened as well what are you saying yeah well yeah I I I was just noticing as you were talking that this is one of the many things I love about you and that is that at the same time that you're recognizing what the heck is this all about you're looking at it as here's an opportunity to bring some compassion to the situation look at it in the bigger picture while at the same time acknowledging that this is just not reasonable um my daughter hates it with the fire of a thousand stars. <laughs> <laughs> <Let me be honest. laughs> it's like, why are you doing this yeah. to me? You need to see this from my point of view. <laughs> Just be pissed with me. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah. I think that it, it, it really speaks to that question of how do you bring heart and head and soul and whatever else into impact and have patience with yourself. I know I suffer from amazing impatience with myself and my own progress. And I always feel like I should be further along somewhere or, um, you know, until I kind of notice it and go, okay, wait, hold on. Um, this is not helpful, but, um, treating yourself with compassion around the impact you're having and having compassion for these things are not changing as quickly as I would like. Um, You know, I'm like from an environmental standpoint, why are these people still, uh, you know, not recycling or or continuing to pollute or, um, you know, allowing these, allowing fires to burn and not taking measures to prevent that. Um, having compassion for that at the same time as wanting to take action and drawing a line in reference to what you were saying about boundaries. How do you draw a line and say enough is enough? This is, 
the end of this thing that I am participating in. Um, and I think that's really, it's a tough thing to walk that line. So, um, I, I mean, the honest answer is I'm not sure that I do know, you know, I like for myself, I'll, what I'm always comforted by recognizing that we are all perpetually evolving. So the answer the, the mm-hmm. you know, one of the sticky notes that I have on my wall, one of them, um, right next to be willing to be misunderstood <laughs> is, <laughs> am I making progress? Mm. Right. Like I said, am I making progress? Am I making progress mm. on, you know, and like, so that's all I can, that's all I can be guided by. Am I, yeah. am I just doing a little bit better than I was yesterday? Yeah. Um, and when I get, you know, and we've had conversations about, you know, uh, Barbara J. Love's work via Desiree Attaway and talking about liberatory mm-hmm. consciousness, where first we have an awareness, then we really need to do the analysis, and mm-hmm. then we can take action and have accountability. So, right. you know, for, for me, uh, talking about compassion, like, you know, do, am, am I looking, you know, when I feel this judgment or whatever it is, Am I looking at where I might be complicit in that? Like where, how does this affect me? How do, how am I colluding with the issue? Like, what am I doing myself? Am I making progress? And then am I taking action? And do I have some accountability around that? So mm-hmm. I know that that sounds a little obscure, but that's really the, that is honest to goodness, the framework when I think about getting free of anything. And of course it's intended to, from the social justice perspective, which informs you know, how I view most things mm-hmm. um, as it relates to social justice, but that also you know, extends into everything, like where I am feeling, you know, oh, I've got this awareness and I'm feeling this profound amounts of judgment towards this person. Okay. So like, how does this relate to me? Like where, where am I complicit in this? Right. So like I do that um, a fair bit, and then I'm mm-hmm. asking myself, am I making progress, which is usually around the action and accountability, but that analysis piece, like we're so quick to miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tend to be, you know, back to your head, heart, soul question. I can tend to be like be in that analysis for a, for an extended period of time, um, which is, you know, can be in my Achilles heel to, to degree. Um, so again, not sure exactly if I'm answering the question, I think I have something of a framework that I hadn't really realized until this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it relates, you know, very much to the, the framework that I teach in my program, Your Impeccable Impact, where we talk about action and we talk about presence and we talk about integrity. And I realized that in this conversation that really the action piece is the head um, and that hmm. perhaps the integrity piece is the heart. Hmm. And then the presence piece is the soul. So I, I really do. Sorry. I'm, I'm just, I just recognizing that that just landed. So I have to noodle on that a little bit, but I think that that's actually what's happening for um, that might be a process that I didn't realize I was um, living inside of and, and, and actively working. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard you break it down like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I guess I think of action as both. I think of integrity as both. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also interconnected. It's really mm-hmm. hard to tease it out and separate it. So, well, you know, one of my dear friends was asking about, you know, they're, they're really struggling with something. So we're having a conversation about mindset and, um, and I don't mean to sound like that. It just, you know, mindset in itself is like, like impact. It's not a 30 second conversation, but mm-hmm. 
I was, I've been thinking about it from the perspective of creating some sort of mindfulness, you know, really rooting in um, to what is here, what is yours. Um, so for me, I look at integrity as, you know, authenticity and uh, an obedience to your vision, which is really about your, the meaning and the purpose of what you're here to do. And then how well you're actually staying um, and honoring your word to yourself about that. So that feels mm. like all of the pieces of the heart. Um, so being able to kind of root into that does feel sort of more mindful heart-esque. And then the mindset is this kind of like calling in. This is like a little more of this. I feel like, and I don't need to be right about this, as you know, um, I feel like it's the sort of... Um, you know, this calling in, like the, the, the soul's bigger purpose. Um, that's what I sense. And then action is that like doing the thing, the head is the head's working out the why or the, the how is right. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that's, that's how I would break it down, I think, but I'm really huh. excited to explore that a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I was, wasn't looking at action so much as a how thing as mm. in, I was thinking of it more so as, um, uh, how, uh, well, the way I just heard you speak about action was more around how do we do this? What are the steps? Mm-hmm. Okay, one, two, three. Here's what we do. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of it more from the point of view of uh, how are you doing it? How are you mm-hmm. showing up? It's mm-hmm. yes, it's the action. It's the okay, yeah. Now I've determined. Here's what I need to do next, uh, or discern what what's most important. But then it's also about how you do it. And this is something I talk about a lot in my uh, my uh, impact breakthrough program of how are you showing up? How are you doing this? Because it's not just the mechanics of it. It's not mm-hmm. just, you know, here are my 10 steps. It's like that. I always joke about, you know, six steps to six figure type of pitches that have, are so much out in the world. But, you know, there aren't sort of 10 easy steps to having impact. It's uh, yes, you can take those steps, and it's so much about how you do it that changes the quality and the tenor and the experience for you and for the receiver, whoever that is, yeah. uh, out in the bigger world. So I, they're, they're, it's also connected. And I think with our our action bias, um, and this is something um, I experience. I it feels good to take action, and sure. it's important to take action. Um, and at the same time, consider how are you doing it? How are you showing up on an ongoing basis, not just for the big thing, for the mm-hmm. TED talk or the um, or the big meeting or or um, you know in front of a large audience? It's about how are you showing up every day? How are you showing up with your team in your interactions? How are you showing up with your clients in the smallest interactions? And I mean, you spoke to that in the, your example about how you're going to address this person who wanted immediate action on the Sunday. It's with compassion. Mm. It's not, you know, it's, you're choosing to take that approach. So um, yeah, I, that is something that I think weaves through the whole concept of impact for me of Mm. each step. How are you showing up? How are you showing up as a leader? And you, you become a leader when you commit yourself to impact because it's you're leading your own impact. You're leading in the sense of what you're contributing when you have impact with others. And we never, none of us have impact alone. We're always 
interacting with people and and somehow co-creating it. Um, so how are you showing up is a key question for me. Yes, 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 yes. I love how deeply you think about this. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, I obviously committed a lot of time to, but also I think it's important to not just think about it, but to bring heart to it. Mm-hmm. And that's really, um, I, what do you think happens when, when people get kind of really heady about it and it's, it becomes sort of lopsided that way, um, as opposed to kind of bringing your whole self to it? Do you yeah, thoughts I, on that? Well, I think, you know, I think that it means that you're, you know, in, in I think one is then in perpet- perpetual action. Um, doing the things, listening to that person who says six and six, um, you know, and then just like, I think it just, it can lead you if if you're not connected to those hows and um, those hows. Um, And again, like, so I think, so I love how you see it. And it does definitely feel like there's an intermingling. So if, if I'm, you know, looking at it from presence and integrity being kind of locked and loaded and taking appropriate action from there, um, then I'm not going to be just doing the thing to do the thing's sake. I had a conversation with um, a client earlier today about a huge no um, mm. that, you know, had a, had a lot of, they had a lot of, uh, pressure to to say yes to this extraordinarily lucrative speaking gig um mm. but it's just it's absolutely completely out of alignment mm. um and the you know the upshot is that fundamentally this is this is just a bad idea um they could have they could they could have impact to the folks that are there um but it's completely out of alignment. You know, you, you talked earlier about, so my answer is, I think you take action. You're taking, if I'm in, if I'm too much in my head or if that person's in their head, they do this, then I think you take action that isn't aligned. And I think that gets us all into lots of trouble. And I know it certainly Mm -hmm. has for me, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and usually it's more of a, it's not necessarily this massive collateral damage and pretty good at making reparations at this point but I know that this when I'm in my head I take actions full steam ahead um but it's more the coming back like it takes a lot to come back into alignment to come back into those house come back into integrity and presence mm-hmm. um so it feels just more efficient to always make sure those are or as much as possible make sure those are locked and loaded yeah. um you know and you mentioned earlier like love and, and caring being important to impact and I think the truth of the matter is, and I don't know that that's true for everybody, right? Mm. I don't know that that's true for everybody. I don't know that that is a given that love and caring are, are important to impact for, for some people, um, but they are for you and they are for your people and they are for me and they're for my people. And I give thanks for that because um, yeah. I don't think that that is the truth that we see all around us necessarily. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess I, it goes back to that thing I was saying about how you show up and love and caring is something I deeply value. So 
um, in, in terms of how I treat people and how I treat myself, even yeah. if even if imperfectly, then um, that becomes sort of part of my definition. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, as you said, it's not necessarily something that other people will value in the same way. Which is why sure. I love that you start the question with what is impact for you? Yeah. I feel like that is definitely a, a, an intersection of our work too. So I'm really, you know, whatever impact means to me won't have the same meaning to, to somebody else. And, and what's most important is getting them into alignment about what, you know, in my case, what their impeccable impact means for them mm-hmm. or for you, like it's, it's going to, it's going to look different. And then you'll see where those values are a little more closely aligned and the closer they are, the more opportunity I think you have to make those great connections and do the deep work that you do. Mm. Well, as a, as a last question, and I'm, I'm uh, throwing this in, uh, we didn't talk about this in advance. I'm going to have a couple of rapid round questions for you, but before, before we get to that, let's look at the flip side of what if you're, if, if, if uh, people can see this, maybe too heart oriented, what happens to your impact then? Well, then I think your, um, just, I'm just looking at in my mind's eye, I'm looking at the sort of the awareness, um, the liberatory consciousness framework again, like, so maybe you're mm-hmm. just in this awareness stage and then you sort of, your heart is kind of out, it's outside of you. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and then nothing gets done, right? right? Um, nothing gets done because you're perpetually in the analysis or perpetually in the space of, um, I absolutely don't, you know, I don't want to have, uh, I'm terrified of creating a negative impact for somebody. I don't want to cause any harm, which again, mm-hmm. like it's, that's a beautiful thing. I want to live in a world where people are concerned about not causing harm and, also really interested in living in a world where people are rewriting books, um, you know, who are, who are relational and raising their hands and saying what needs to be said. So, I mean, I think that the, I think it's, it's you're out of action um, completely inside of the emotions of it. And just, you know, just not taking action because there could be, there could be harm. Um and sometimes you don't know what harm is until sure. you take the action. I, I think uh, at least um, if, if people are too wor- worried about not creating harm or offense, then that they hold themselves back. They're not expressing. And sometimes that kind of, if, if, you, if you tell somebody something straight, it can feel maybe harsh, but hearing at the other end can be quite liberating. It's yes. like, wow. Yes, absolutely. So one of the things I've been um, working on lately, I'm not even sure if I've talked to you about this, but um, I have in the context of my work with the imposter complex, I'll be super fast about this. I just, cause I'm really excited about this revelation. Cause I do think it t- talks about the, the flips um, with the imposter complex. You know, we, there are these behavioral traits that we tend to, go into so we don't feel like the imposter. So that's perfectionism, procrastination, leaky boundaries, um, diminishment, people pleasing and comparison. And so I've spent a lot of my years talking about, you know, untangling from perfectionism or untangling from, you know, people pleasing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what I've always named is that there's, there is a gift 
to each of these attributes. And of course, there's also, you know, structures and systems of oppression that are colluding with these as well. So obviously this thing that I'm talking about inside of 30 seconds is really not going to have the substantive, you know, the, the body of work stuff. But, you know, I've been trying to get people to recognize that people-pleasing tendency means that you're a really extraordinary host, right? That leaky boundaries uh, aspect, if you've got, you know, that means that you're actually probably a really great healer. Mm. Um, you know, uh, if you're a comparison, then you're probably a maiden because you're very exacting. You can see these, these interconnections. Perfectionism means you're probably a really great CEO in lots of ways. So I, I just think that it's really important to, to be looking at the both sides. So appreciate your naming, you know, what happens if we're too much in our head or too much or, or too much in our heart. Um, because I think that it's important to recognize the, the, the gold, the golden light that lives inside of each of these binaries. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I, it's very easy, especially when you get into that whole personal development culture of mm. there's always something wrong that needs to yeah. be fixed. And mm -hmm. I think it's so important to recognize that nothing is inherently all bad yeah. or all good. It's, I mean, there's always some, as you said, golden light. I love that. Yeah in each of these things. Yes. So, yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I usually ask other rapid round questions, but I have a couple of new ones for you since, oh. especially since you've been on the podcast before Tanya. So uh, let me ask, how are you committed to having more impact? I feel like it's the question that I ask myself every single morning. Well, mm -hmm. again, I lie. <laughs> let's say 75% of the mornings. Um, that's the question I'm asking. Like what, what's the kind of impactful impact that I want to have today? Um, and sometimes that means that will be through writing. Sometimes that means that I'm going to, you know, reach out to certain people. Um, sometimes it means that I'm going to seek an opportunity to give some time and space away. Um, it means different things on different days, but it's something that I'm in hot pursuit of actively. Mm, love that. Well, the, the last question is, what's the impact you could have, you'd have if you could? Don't, and please don't say world peace. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. So one of the things I say at the top of every single speaking gig that I do um, is how are we going to, you know, have the conversations that feel risky when we can barely talk about the things that reside in the wheelhouse of our excellence. Mm. And so I think that's the, like, that is the, that's the essence of why I do what I do. I'm absolutely, I want people primed for the tougher conversations. Uh, and we're not going to get there if we can't, if we even, if we disregard that, which is already here for us. So, you know, <laughs> The impact that I, I think I'd love to have is for everybody to recognize the space that the universe has created just for them. And that it is their job to fully step into that. Because that. then they'll be able to start having those much more risky, tricky conversations, the more challenging ones. But if we're trying to do that from this mm, diminished sense of self perpetually, it gets really, really, really hard to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what a fabulous question to, uh, to end with, uh, to give people some food for thought to think about, because especially in these times, how do you, 
how do you have those conversations uh, and be able to um, speak to those things in yourself? And yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for joining me today. I've loved this conversation as always with you. And um, I think these this deeper exploration of heart and head and soul and impact is uh, a really valuable one to consider. And you, you've certainly brought so much to it. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was an absolute honor and delight. And I'm, I'm excited to continue to explore that for myself as well. Yeah, great. So if people want to get in touch with you, how, how they best reach out to you? Find me at tanyageislow.com. That's going to let you know where to see some trainings that I'm offering. Um, that'll show you where I'm on all the, on the socials. I'm everywhere at Tanya Geisler. You can find me. Great. And uh, we'll, that'll all be in the show notes as well. Great. So thank you again, Tanya. And thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Thank you, Rosa. Thanks for listening. Join me for more episodes. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app and help us spread the word. Rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. To discover more about your impact, schedule a business impact assessment one-on-one with me, 60 minutes of focus on your and your company's impact and how you can increase it. Go to workalchemy.com BIA to schedule your business impact assessment. This podcast is produced on the traditional lands of the Cherokee, Tuscarora, Catawba, and Waccamaw Siouan people.